Today we discuss the latest news on the future of Lou Lamarello as Islanders GM, new line combinations in practice, and a full preview of tonight's game in LA against the Kings. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So much to get to on today's show. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've talked about on the show, or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, We're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game that will include tonight's game in L.A., So join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk a little Islanders hockey with fellow Islanders fans, game time or any time for that matter. And just a little reminder to everyone, I know our show usually debuts at midnight Eastern time on YouTube, obviously with the Islanders playing a little bit later, a game starting at 10.30 Eastern time, so Look for the show to debut around 45 minutes after the Islanders game ends, uh, both on YouTube and on most podcatchers. For those of you that are listening in the morning, shouldn't be any change for you at all. Lots to discuss, but the first thing I wanted to talk about, you know, there's been a lot of speculation over the last month, the last few months, and really since this season has begun, because... Islanders general manager Lou Lamorello's contract supposedly up at the end of this season. And a lot of people are wondering whether or not, you know, at the age of 80, Lou Lamorello retires at the end of this year. Uh, A lot of rumors that his son, who is currently running the Bridgeport Islanders, uh, may end up taking over for him, sort of being groomed to be the next GM. Uh, or whether Lou signs a new deal and returns 
as the team's GM. Well, we got a little bit of information uh, from Elliot Friedman uh, talking about that on a show on the Jeff Marrick Show on Sportsnet a few days ago. And here's what Friedman ended up saying to Matt Marchese, who was filling in for Marrick. I don't expect him, him being Lou Lamorello, I don't expect him to walk away anytime soon. He doesn't even like talking about other people's contract situation. What do you think the chances are that he'll talk about his situation? Now, I do think the contract was getting close to expiring, the current one, but I don't know if there's been an extension or anything like that. I just don't know. Do you think he really wants to go anywhere? I don't think he does. I don't think that's something he's really interested in. I think he'll just stay as long as he wants to stay. So that is, you know, an NHL insider talking about Lou Lamorello and his possible future. Whether or not, you know, he knows something more remains to be seen. Whether or not, whether this team qualifies for the playoffs this year or not, and whether that has any effect on if the Islanders decide to bring Lou Lamorello back remains to be seen. But one thing I think has been pretty evident is that while a lot of fans have issues with the way Lou Lamorello is going about things as far as trading away a lot of draft picks and prospects and trying to win now, uh, you know, it appears, at least from my sources, that Lou Lamorello does have the confidence of ownership. Ownership also, I think, wants to win now. They want the UBS arena to be full, to have a lot of fans in attendance, and that means keeping the team competitive and in the playoff hunt. Again, whether or not they make the playoffs this year and if that has an effect ultimately on Lou's future remains to be seen. But as of right now, uh, Elliot Friedman at least seems very, very convinced that Lou Lamorello wants to return. And, you know, it... it it's a tough playoff run ahead, but here's some good news about all of that. Right now, the Islanders, even though what they have 14 games left, including tonight's game in L.A., one thing I could tell you, this team does as of now, even with all the games in hand that some of the teams behind them have, they do control their own destiny. Because while the Islanders, if the season ended right now on a straight points situation, the Islanders would be the second wild card. That would mean they would open the playoffs against the Boston Bruins, something that certainly will not be an easy opponent. But if you go instead of just by straight points, by point percentage, the Islanders would still be the second wild card, and they have a little more breathing room because they've won three out of their last four, and even if you go back to the Horvat trade, their winning percentage is very solid. 
uh, maybe the last 15 games, they have a little cushion. Right now, the Penguins, they have a couple of games in hand on the Islanders, and they're two points ahead of the Islanders, but their point percentage is 591. The Islanders have a 559 point percentage. The Florida Panthers, right now, three points behind the Islanders with one game in hand. They have a 545 point percentage. The Capitals, right now, also one game in hand on the Islanders, five points behind, a 530-point percentage. Also with a 530-point percentage, the Ottawa Senators. Buffalo has a 531-point percentage. They have the most games in hand on the Islanders with three, but they're also seven points back. So Buffalo, even if they win all three games in hand, would not be able to catch the Islanders as of now. And then Detroit has a 523-point percentage. They also have 69 points. They've played one more game than Buffalo, two fewer games than the Islanders. What this means is that if the Islanders win the rest of their games, it wouldn't matter what anyone else does. And I know, you know, that's not realistic. They're not going to go 14-0. But I think... You know, if they get points, let's say, in 9 or 10 of the remaining 14 games, they should be able to qualify for the playoffs. And realistically, their destiny is in their own hands. They keep winning, and they're not going to win every game. I would seriously doubt that. But if they keep winning consistently, keep playing at a, you know, let's say a getting points two out of every three available points for the rest of the way, they should make the playoffs unless one or two of these teams behind them just get on fire and the Islanders stumble. So right now, good news is that the recent improved play of the New York Islanders has helped them control their own destiny when it comes to battling for a playoff spot. We've got a lot more to get to. On today's show, some line changes <coughs> made by Lane Lambert at practice on Monday. We'll break that down. We'll have the latest injury updates, plus a full preview of today's uh, tonight's Islanders-Kings game. And, of course, we will have our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We are now past the midway point of the NBA season, and this is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. And yeah, you can even use your knowledge of the Islanders on FanDuel and the FanDuel app. Check out the latest odds for tonight's game in L.A. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
This episode is also brought to you by the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast Newsletter. Hey, Islanders fans, are you looking for the best hockey newsletter on the internet? Well, look no further. The Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast Newsletter is the best newsletter for any hockey fan, whether it's talking about the history of hockey, hockey video games, or how to improve your game. You'll find all that and more in this newsletter. And if you like the newsletter, be sure to check out the main podcast on Spotify. Log on to rothsteina.substack.com. That's R-O-T-H-S-T-E-I-N-A.substack.com. Hope to see you there. So, practice on Monday, and this is the last practice before the Islanders end up heading west. Uh, first of all, J.G. Pajot, who is going to make the trip with the Islanders to the west coast, was not out there on the ice on Monday. And apparently, uh, you know, this was a personal matter that Pajot needed to attend to. It wasn't a rest day because he was not, uh, you know, he was sore from practicing before or skating. Lane Lambert had this to say after practice. He's been skating a lot, so pretty comfortable with the fact that he could come in and skate and play without skating today. So it's not a big deal. The Islanders also juggled their line combinations in practice. Top line of Horvat, Lee, and Bailey. Second line of Nelson, Parise, and Palmieri. Matt Martin, Casey Sezikis, and Cal Clutterbuck reunited in practice as the third line. And then you had either Simon Holmstrom or Ross Johnston, Pierre Engvall, and Hudson Fashing as the fourth line. So Holmstrom and Johnston kind of alternating rushes on the fourth line. As for the defensive pairings, Adam Pellick, Scott Mayfield, Alexander Romanoff, and Ryan Pulak. And then, again, that third pairing, which doesn't thrill me defensively, Sebastian Ajo and Noah Dobson. And you know, again, Lane Lambert reuniting the identity line, at least for this practice, but basically said uh, when asked, wow, are you really going to break up Casey Sezikis and Hudson Fashing, who have really showed very, very strong chemistry in recent games? He basically said they played well together. Today is today and tomorrow is tomorrow. So we'll see what happens with the line combinations. I hope, I, I mean, I look at these line combinations and I'm not thrilled with them. I don't mind, you know, a Holmstrom, Engvall, Fashing fourth line. Obviously, Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck, we know what they're capable of when they're all healthy, although I still would like to see Fashing and Sezikis stay together. Uh, I don't think Bailey on the first line makes a lot of sense. And Nelson, Parise, and Palmieri I'm okay with, but not thrilled with. And again, if, if J.G. Pajot is ready to play, I expect we see a lot of changes. Now, again, 
the fact that Pajot is making the trip for this three-game West Coast road trip does not mean he's playing all three games. He could play all three or the, you know, two or one, or he may not be ready to play. He could make the trip. They think he's ready to go. He goes out for a morning skate and doesn't feel like, you know, he's ready or he tweaks something. So these lines, uh, like Lane Lambert said, may or may not be what we see on the ice on Tuesday night, tonight in L.A., but it does give you an idea of what Lane Lambert is thinking and what he's looking at as far as his line combinations are concerned. To me, you know, getting J.G. Pajot back will be a big help for the Islanders. To me, I think either Holmstrom or Engvall probably ends up sitting. Bailey may be the third possibility. But look, Bales, you say what you want about Bailey. He's been playing better as of the last three or four games, uh, maybe four or five games even. He's still not a first-line player, and I don't like the idea of having him on the first line necessarily with Lee and Horvat, although I understand the theory behind putting him there because you need that playmaker. So, you know, Lee and Horvat are finishers. Bailey is primarily a passer. Um, that is more or less the, the, the role that Matthew Barzal would play if he was the third guy on that top line. So there's always that balance. But I, I, I guess there are other players I think would make more sense on that top line than Josh Bailey. And I don't like the idea of breaking up Sezikis and Fashing because of how well they've played together. So what's going to happen tonight? Well, we have to wait and see. But right now, that is the way the Islanders are looking at things, and we'll see how it plays out. As far as this road trip goes, it's going to be very interesting because you have three three games. You obviously have to deal with the time difference and with the travel, but the hardest game of the three by far is tonight's game in L.A. Now, Anaheim has been playing better as of late, but Anaheim and San Jose, two teams that are struggling big time over the course of the entire season. If the Islanders somehow win tonight's game in L.A., it sets them up for a strong possibility of at least getting four out of six points, maybe even five or six uh, but the toughest game on the road trip is this one. We have got more to get to on today's show. We will preview tonight's game against the LA Kings. Plus, we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted one supplement that would take care of all my nutritional needs. 
Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, and focus, all these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. So now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Tonight, Islanders, Kings, in L.A., 10.30 Eastern Time start. I'll tell you this, the Kings have been hot lately. They're 4-0-1 in their last five games. Their goaltending and defense has been outstanding with Phoenix Copley and now Eunice Corposalo, who they just acquired at the deadline uh, in the deal for Jonathan Quick, making a very, very solid one-two punch in goal. Corposalo, after being rescued from a struggling uh, Blue Jackets team, 2-0 and in his two games with the LA Kings, a 2-0-1 goals against average and a 9-29 save percentage. Now, Copley played the last game against the Predators. That was a 2-1 shootout loss uh, for LA. That one coming back on Saturday. But that, you know, because they've had two days of rest, they could go back with Copley or go to Corpusalo. Kevin Fiala right now, 68 points to lead this team. Andre Kopitar uh, has 25 goals and 61 points. Adrian Kempe, 32 goals to lead the team. And Gabriel Velarde, 22 goals. So those are your top goal te- uh, scorers for this team. On the power play, Drew Doughty, the veteran defenseman, leading with 20 assists, while Kempe has nine goals, followed by Arthur Kaliev with eight. Now, Kaliev has been a healthy scratch the last few games, although we'll see uh, whether or not he is back in the lineup. The line combinations as of now, Kopitar, Quinton Byfield, and Kempe are the top trio the second line is Philip Deneau centering Trevor Moore and Victor Arvidsson. Blake Lazzotti is the third line center. Alex Iafalo to his left, Gabriel Velarde to his right. And on the fourth line, from left to right, Zach McEwen, Rasmus Kupari, and Arthur Kaliev. On defense, Mickey Anderson and Drew Doughty, the top pairing. Vladislav Gavrikov and Matt Roy are the second pair. And then it's Sean Walker and Jordan Spence as the third pair. Doughty and then Kempe drops back on the point on the power play with Quinton Byfield, Anze Kopitar, and Gabriel Velarde up front on the first unit. Special teams, here's what we get from the Kings. They are a, uh, more of an offensive-minded team over the course of the season. 10th in the league in goals scored, but only 21st in goals against 
But as of late, over the last 10 games, their defense has picked up dramatically. Their power play is fifth in the league, just a hair under 24%. Very vital that the Islanders stay out of the box, but the penalty kill for L.A., 23rd in the league. L.A. has size, they have skill, and now suddenly after the trade deadline, their goaltending has been upgraded because, let's face it, Jonathan Quick had been struggling over the course of the year. So my guess is we see Corpusalo in goal for L.A., probably seeing Sorokin in goal for the Islanders, but it will be uh, interesting to see. Look, the Isles have a back-to-back, and I would tend to think that they go with the Sorokin, who got the night off on Saturday, tonight, and then come back with Varlamov against the weaker opponent in Anaheim on Wednesday night, but we'll see what Lane Lambert decides to do. Should be a great game. Looking forward to it. And again, remember, 10.30 Eastern time with our podcast to follow about a half hour, 45 minutes after the game is over. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. We are still a day early, but Wednesday will be the 53rd birthday of former Islanders winger Paul Cruz the native of Merritt, B.C., a fourth-round pick by the Calgary Flames back in 1990, made his NHL debut in 1991, playing one game with the Flames, stayed with Calgary until the 96-97 season when he was acquired by the Islanders, spent most of 96-97 and most of 97-98 on the island before being dealt to the Buffalo Sabres, Later played for the Sharks before finishing his career over in Europe. He played 423 career NHL games, 38 goals, 71 points, 1,074 penalty minutes. Crew 6 feet, 202 pounds, more of a, a two-way defensive-oriented forward. Uh, really, you know, scored more than 10 goals in an NHL season only once. And that was with the Flames in 94-95. He had 11 goals in 45 games that year. Easy to know what his best offensive game with the Islanders was. February 2nd, 1998 at the old Igloo in Pittsburgh. Islanders taking on the Penguins and Cruz scored two goals, including the game winner in the Islanders' 4-2 win over the Penguins, beating Tom Barrasso twice on two shots on goal. So a big night for Cruz. He was on the ice for 14 minutes and 16 seconds. And he also had a plus three and four penalty minutes in the game. So Paul Cruz, who turns 53 on Wednesday, is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We will be back tomorrow with our key takeaways from the game in L.A., a full preview of tomorrow night's game against the Anaheim Ducks, and our weekly farm report, so make sure you join us for that. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game covers every contest from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. 
Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone. Remember, not going to make our premiere at midnight uh, on tomorrow's show. It'll be about a half hour, 45 minutes after the Islanders game ends. Have a great day. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.